between you and me and this microphone. I was up like three or four times last night. That's what she said. <laughs> and now it's time for FinCast. Boom shakalaka. Wide receiver and fan favorite Brian Fennerin is talking Dirty Bird football. Powered by Scana Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. Looking for Fennerin who leaps into the air, a touchdown. FinCast starts now. All right, Falcons fans, the High Flying Birds win one at home, and you are tuned into FinCast, brought to you by Scan Energy, alongside the one and only Brian Finneran. I'm Tyler Nelson. Finn, how was your trip across the pond? It was awesome. Uh, London to Ireland, back to Atlanta, and uh, we had a blast. The Falcons community relations staff, and most of the staff over there for that matter, but specifically community relations, mm-hmm. were fantastic. It was Danielle and Carmen and Amanda and Kenya all took care of Aaron okay. and I throughout the course of the week in the trip in London. They put us to work now. Let's not get carried away here. <laughs> yeah. They flew me out there and put us up. Uh, Aaron got to get had to buy Aaron's flight. But it was an unbelievable experience to see that game day environment, to see the entire city. We walked probably 20 miles over a three-day period, wow. three or four-day period in London. Stayed right in the heart of the city, That's cool. Trafalgar Square is the dead center spot in London. Mm-hmm. So I looked out to the right of my hotel. To the left was Big Ben Parliament. Uh, nice. From European vacation. You can see here. that from Trafalgar Square then? You yes, right down the street. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And uh, so we walked to our left half a mile. That was Big Ben in Parliament. The London Eye, which is a big, giant yeah. Ferris wheel. Yeah. Is that right? Ferris wheel. Yeah. Round you, thing that goes around. Right yeah. across the river, <laughs> Thames. Thames. The Thames River, Thames right? River which yeah. just goes right in front of Parliament. In Big exactly. Bend, right? So mm-hmm. we were right there, dude, right in the heart of it. We were 0.9 miles from Buckingham Palace, so mm-hmm. we walked there a couple times as well. So yep. got to have a chance to have tea at uh, Kensington Palace. Cool. Uh, so we got to see a lot of it, but we also got to spend some time with TAPS. And the Falcons have done a great job with their military support right. throughout the course of my tenure in Atlanta and even beyond. Uh, so TAPS is tra- Tragedy Assistance Program for Survivors of soldiers, men and women that have passed away. One way or another, could be in the line of duty, could be an accidental helicopter crash, could be suicide years after they're done serving our country. So to be able to spend time with the families, yeah. the children that lost their fathers or mothers or sisters or brothers, bring them on the football field. Aaron and I, I thought, represented the Falcons very well and, and were able to take care of those kids and, and make it special not only for the children, but the uh, spouses as well. Yeah, I think didn't um, just a couple of years ago. I think Arthur Blank was recognized for th- his being the the most or the best or whatever in taking care of the veterans yeah. as part of the in in their uh, the Falcons' efforts as an organization that they do better than anybody yeah, in the league very, in, in, in in the veteran yeah. uh, general thing, right? Yeah, very philanthropic thing, yes. in that <laughs> regard. Philanthropy, <laughs> thank, thank you. you. Yeah. And, and have done a fantastic job. So we do London. I mean. It was a whirlwind. I did uh, NFL flag with the London kids that right. were there. Yeah, I think that's so all Teaching some kids how yeah, to play flag football and catch, for that matter. <laughs> uh, I got to visit a school called um, the Harrow School, okay. 500 years old. Oh, my God. They filmed, uh, there's some kind of feather, something that comes down in a Harry Potter scene. 
that took place in this classroom that was built 500 years ago. So we're inside. Uh, that would be in the first movie, yeah. uh, the Philosopher's Stone or the Sorcerer's Stone in the American version. So Thank yes, you. I know exactly. I was that. inside yeah. that that's that, pretty cool. That schoolhouse. It was really amazing. I got to hang with some of the Falcons' corporate sponsors and people, and got a chance to catch up with Rich McKay and Arthur Blank and Arthur Smith, and saw a bunch of guys on the field during a practice on Saturday before the Sunday game. And we're going to skip over the game. That game <laughs> did not work out how we wanted to. Who helped out last week, Joe? Actually, no, I, I in very actually intentionally skipped doing an okay. episode because I thought one was that's hilarious. It was a busy week, but yeah. two, I was like, I'm just this is going to be a shitty episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm upset. I'm depressed. I'm in a bad place as a fan. It's and Finn's not here, so screw it. I'm screw not it. doing one. This All was right. a bad week. I'll <laughs> recap. We played poorly and lost twenty three to seven, and then we move on to this. Yes, week. and exactly. There we go. That's enough so, of recaps. That's need. right. <laughs> so we finished London, and Monday morning we fly out. A lot of great food, a lot of good people, a lot of drinking. A lot of hanging out, but we did all the things we were supposed to do, and we represented the organization very well, I would say, myself. Good. Fly on Monday to Ireland. Yep. Get into Dublin that day. My Uncle Paul, Aaron's Uncle Paul, picks us up at the airport, mm -hmm. takes us back to his house there in Lucan, and uh, we spent five days in and around the country of Ireland. Um, got a chance to play golf on the Friday. I was there at Lucan Golf Club with my Uncle Seamus. Aaron's Uncle Seamus and Uncle John Kelly. His Irish name is yeah, it gets. absolutely. Well, and second is John Kelly. Yeah. We um, stayed with Auntie Aileen and Uncle Paul for the uh -huh. first um, couple nights. We took a paddy wagon tour, right? You talk about that. South mm -hmm. to Cork, over to Limerick, and into County Clare, and saw the Cliffs of Moher and a bunch of castles and all kinds of crap over there. It was really pretty and awesome. Had some typical Irish wind and weather and rain mm -hmm. at times. And then made it back into Dublin, did the uh, Guinness factory, did Jameson Distillery, did another distillery, had some nice meals there. Awesome. And then the last two nights we stayed with uh, Aaron's cousins, Olive and Grania and Enda and Ken. Cool. So we had good, a great Good time. recall. Thank good, good, you good very recall. much. Uh, no CTE for you yet. Yep. Very jealous. <laughs> Period. Was, jealous. If, yeah. if, if you gave me free ticket anywhere, Ireland's number one stop. So uh, awesome. good for you guys. Not so good for the Falcons on that trip. However, this week... Sunday, uh, good weekend for the dogs. So, uh, now, good weekend for the Braves after last night, wow. and great weekend for the Falcons. I mean, what a second half! What a comeback! What a game! Desmond Ritter, pr at least working on proving us wrong, uh, proving me wrong. No, he yeah. he, so, be, he became something different on Sunday afternoon. About I don't know three forty-five when Young Way Koo kicked that game winner and he drove us down the field on a ten-play drive to put us in a situation mm -hmm. to have the game winner. The first half was eerily similar to Jacksonville where nothing got going. The run game got stymied. Um, you didn't look good. You had you started out, you went punt, touchdown. I think that was a little flip to um, uh, shovel pass to Bijan who catches it behind his back, makes a oh guy miss. Oh, my gosh, and what goes. a catch. That's, that's just remarkable. He is <laughs> He's, as billed. There you go. Uh, so you get there, and then you go four straight punts before halftime. Mm -hmm. Then you get the ball. Your defense stops him. They get the ball first. You stop him. You fumble. Twice. That was Bijan fumbling uh, early on, and you give up a short field. I mean, yeah. short, short field. The defense holds him to a field goal. Defense was spectacular Incredible. all game long, keeping us in that ball game because it could have got out of hand quick. Yeah. We get the ball back after that. We go on well, like to, a, to that point. They didn't score a touchdown until like what two minutes left to go in the game. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. Exactly. Incredible. They did a fantastic job, and then um, hold them the field goals all game long. You get the ball back. Hold him a field goal, get the ball back. You got a nice little drive going, eight or ten plays. Johnu Smith is careless with the football, gets it punched out, a nice play by their defensive was, player, yeah. and you fumble again. 
So now you're up and down the field, you're fumbling the ball, you're coughing that shit up, and you're just like, when is it going to go right for us? And finally, it does. As soon as we get the ball back the next time, we take care of it and go down the field. 13 plays, 74 yards, six and a half minutes for a touchdown. Follow that up with a three and out by the defense. Another field goal on a nine-play, 60-yard drive by the Falcons. And then you finally break a little bit defensively. You let them get down the field on an 11-play drive. Uh, C.J. Stroud is a nice quarterback in this league, yeah. young rookie out of um, Ohio State. Well, he, he did miss some open passes, too, too. He did, but he also hit this one. That was a key one late yes, in the game to make it 19-18. to 18. Mm-hmm. They took the lead with about a minute and a half left. We get the ball back, and Desmond Ritter makes some fantastic throws. Yeah, some, some vintage Matty Ice. No question about him. it. Speaking of Matty Ice, there's a stat I saw this morning. Two quarterbacks in Falcons history have thrown for over 300 yards, a touch and no, wasn't sacked and had zero turnovers, and that has been Matt Ryan and Desmond Ritter. That's so a pretty awesome stat. He really came into himself and grew up quite a bit in that game, and, and just awesome to be able to go to three and two now, yeah. as opposed to two and three. Mm-hmm. Young Way Koo, yeah, absolutely clutching in in the clutch. Yeah. He's been spectacular with the percentage. I think in the last three years, the most accurate kicker in the league in situations like that. So it was really fun to watch that thing happen and and take place. My wife and I were at home. Uh, we were tired from our trip. We just landed Saturday afternoon, slept in a little bit Sunday, and got to watch our Falcons take care of business. We high-fived and hugged and <laughs> kissed a little bit after that game was yeah, over. Yeah, I bet. Um, I have upstairs and downstairs neighbors that I'm sure were not so happy with me last night after the Braves game or Sunday uh, afternoon. So I was talking with Steve West. I ran to Steve West on the sidewalk yesterday here at the Battery, and we were talking about Desmond Ritter a little bit, and I said to him, well, you know, I I love being proven wrong, and I was over Desmond Ritter. I was happy to see Taylor Heineke or anybody else that's a warm body for the rest of the season. And um, Desmond Ritter proved me, at least me wrong yesterday. And maybe you know maybe he's not the solution or the, the final answer for the Falcons at the QB position. But Sunday he showed that he can at least make wins happen. Yeah. And so one of the things I said to Steve West was you know in the last two games even though there were losses one of the things I I. And it could, it could be wrong, so correct me if I'm, I am. But what I started to see from him was at least throwing to the outside shoulder of his receivers, right? Because in the first few games, it looked like he was just hitting them dead center, like he, like he was like that's like you're playing a football toss game at a mm-hmm. carnival, like the hole in the middle of the receiver. Right. This is what he looked like he was trying to do, and there was outside shoulder stuff, which means either a not an interception or b you're throwing him open a little bit. Sure. So that's a huge part of it. And you may be you may be onto something. I thought he threw a ball low and inside on purpose at one point to Mac Hollins on a dig route where the linebacker was coming yes, at him. Yes. And he had to go down and go get it. That was a nice one. He gave Drake London a great opportunity high yep, and outside. High-pointed that a, ball in the, the, on the last drive, right? 100%. So, and when you can get that feel and start feeling pressure and where the defense is coming from and lead your receivers away from it or put it on their shoulder like you're talking about, you give your quarterback receivers, you give your receivers an opportunity to run after catch, get more yards, make people miss, avoid big hits, Turn up field and make some bigger plays when you can do that, and you have to be comfortable. If you if you're if you're thinking too much, you don't get you can't do that stuff. Right. But once he, he looked much more comfortable in the second half of that football well, game, and that in was the, the other thing that I was talking about with Westy that I was going to bring up with you too is that what are the things I've said? I Why think don't you every and Westy ep- get a freaking podcast? Why don't you guys do that? <laughs> Jesus. What hey, I mean, I love Westy. I would love to do that. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> um, Westy says that'll be the name of it, but uh, it was that. I, I think I've said it every episode so far this season is that he looks nervous. He's got like happy feet. Doesn't ever set and just throw with resolution and confidence. But it looked like he had confidence. And then 
also on top of that, he was fooling the defense with his eyes. Instead of just, which we had not seen as much so far, he would just stare down one receiver and go there, which allowed for two back-to-back interceptions a few games ago. They had a nice set a couple times. It went empty, so no running back, five receivers, and those receivers can be running backs, tight ends, and receivers, but there's nobody in the backfield, I should say. Mm-hmm. So he's got he's in shotgun and he has a decision to make what side of the field he wants to go to and who he wants to attack based off the coverage he has and the leverage that we were talking about by the defender. And a couple times in that game, one late and one earlier, he made a great read. Actually, one time went from the left side to the right side, found his guy. Another time saw what he liked, took it right away. So I think when you make it simple for him and you can see it, he gets more comfortable and, c- and can deliver the ball. And one of the things, too, I also saw is he when he saw pressure coming, he got rid of the football quickly, either for it, for uh, incomplete pass or to the guy on a short, yeah. shorter shorter route. I think one time to Cordero Patterson. But going back to the defense now, what do you – and I know Grady Jarrett was on with you all this morning on the locker room on 680 The Fan, but as he does every Tuesday morning. That's right. Um, but what do you – other than just – Stopping the run and being overall just a very venerable good defense. Mm-hmm. Where is, where are they succeeding the most? Because it's not pass rush. No, right? they've been disruptive. They have not got much pressure on the quarterback. So there's very little sacks so far this season. Which is normally a statistic you look at as a, a demarcation of a good defense or not. Sure, uh, but they've been a bend and don't break defense. They've grinded through some stuff. They've held teams to field goals. They get very stingy in the red zone. Mm-hmm. So if you want to talk about that, I think they've been good on third down defense. Stingy in the red zone and keeping people out of the end zone yeah. uh, has really benefited them and given our offense a chance to kind of catch up with them moving forward. What do they do good? They got some nice depth uh, in the back end with Richie Grant and Jesse Bates and who almost who was this close to getting giving no, no, CJ no, no, Stroud no, his no, first no, interception. No, no. You have to intercept that ball. Yeah, you yeah. cannot. No, I'm with Jesse you. Bates has been awesome, but that one right there he makes nine out of ten times. Yeah. He blatantly dropped that thing. You hate to see it. It was a game changer. I think they took that drive and went down the field and mm-hmm. scored their touchdown mm-hmm. late, mm-hmm. by the way, which that happens when you drop interceptions all the time. So I think they're just stingy. They're tight in the red zone, good on third down, and that's what makes them solid so far this year. Who's to you so far, if there's a, if there's an MVP on the defense, who is it? Well, Jesse Bates had such a ridiculous first game or two. Yeah. And he flies around, he hits guys. David Onyemata that's, yeah, it's done that's a nice job. Time. Number 90, keep an eye out for him. Very disruptive on the interior in the run game. Helping some other defensive linemen get get available, and Grady's, you know, Grady. So, Grady, Anyamata, and Jesse Bates are probably the three I would think about right off the rip. You, you know who I uh, was surprised to see? I mean, and I don't know. I didn't necessarily hear his name called as much as I just saw him at the end of every play. Was Nate Landman this past weekend? And he's, I, I don't know. What what is what is your what are your thoughts on him? He's filling in for an injured uh, Troy Anderson. Right. So he's doing a nice job so far. He flies around. He's not going to do anything spectacular, I don't think. He's a young kid, 24 years old, out of, out of Colorado in his second season. But he's a big boy at 6'3", 240, can run a little bit, can hit, is in the right spot at the right time. I don't think he's going to make any spectacular plays for you. Right. But he's going to have seven, ten tackles every week. He's going to stuff the run. Mm-hmm. He's going to be where he's supposed to be. So he's done a nice job filling the, in. The try-hard guys that gives you depth on a good defense, right? Why would you say that? Because he's white? No. What? No. The try-hard guy. We had a conversation. Good locker room guy. He's a hustler. He's got a big big motor. No. I'm just kidding. No, just because, uh, you know, like, I mean, a guy that you didn't necessarily know where he came from. He wasn't yes. on the top front of mind or whatever, but yeah. he comes in, fills in for, as you said, injured Troy Anderson, who is also white. But, mm-hmm. uh, no, just, I mean, the kind of guy that when you have a fill-in is doing well and he's around every play, that's a try-hard yes. guy. Very right? good. I agree. Also, he's white. Overall, it, I mean, if we didn't put those the ball in the carpet two times, do you think we have an? Oh a, my gosh! Yeah, yeah. 
because you look at the total yards and, and what we gave up and what we gained, you outgained them. I think you out uh, yardage them, first down them. Over, all over, third, over third down conversion them. Yeah, seven for 14 on third down at 50%. They were four of 13. So we did what we were supposed to do. You coughed it up twice with Bijan and Janu. Mm-hmm. Don't do that anymore. And you put another 10. If you can keep going, maybe 14 points on the board. And you're talking about a, a 28, a 35 yeah. to 18, 35, 21 type of game where – it's not even as close as it should have been. Yeah, and and, and that's I think where I, what I come away with is, is that I think the Falcons overall looked better than as tight as it was at the end of the game. I hope and you're right, and I and I like to think that. I think people are still cautiously optimistic about what Ritter can be. Still think some people have question marks because yep. it's just one big game. Yep. Uh, but he has opportunity to do something against Washington this week, and I hope he makes it happen. Well, and he proved that he has the capacity to be better than we've seen by a hefty margin. <laughs> So, still undefeated at home, by the still way. Still undefeated at home, uh, both all the way through college and high school, college, and now the pros. So as we are at home this coming weekend, now looking forward, we've got a big week of sports in general. We've got, of course, the Braves in the playoffs against the Phillies. Now they're going up to Philly for games three and four of the NLDS. And then we've got the Falcons at home against the Commanders. So, Finn, tell me about the Commanders. All right, they got a nice football team. Quarterback Sam Howell. Out of North Carolina, uh-huh. second-year player, trying to find his way still, but can throw that rock around. He's completing 69% of his passes. Does not suck. Brian Robinson Jr. is a running back who's a beast. Yep. He can get after you a little bit. He's a guy that got shot in the calf last year in a, like a um, carjacking what? situation. Missed, I don't remember this at all. Missed like six weeks. Gets Kind of grazed his calf, uh, but Jeez. got back. There's some life threat. I shouldn't say grazed. I think he got a bullet hole got in his calf. shot in his calf? 100%. So he's come back and had a nice season so far. The receiver room. Scary Terry McLaren, Curtis Samuel, who's a nice football player in the Titans, Logan Thomas. They're an average football team. Mm-hmm. You got to take care of the dome field advantage inside the uh, Mercedes-Benz Stadium and uh, continue to try to find ways to win and beat teams you feel like you should beat. They're going to say the same thing coming in here. We got an opportunity to get better. Let's get back to 500. We the have Falcons some- are a beatable team. We have whatever, exactly. Yeah. So these two things are having the same conversations in Washington as we are here in Atlanta. <laughs> yeah. We got to go take care of business and get to four and two. I love being three and two. A game over 500, you got a little buffer there. Mm-hmm. Um, if you win, even better. You're two games over 500. If you lose, you're back to 500 with a chance to get over next week. So I love where we're at. I, I think we can um, take care of business and, and take care of Washington. We are a two-and-a-half-point favorite at home inside the base. And I like that. Uh, so we're second in the division to Tampa Bay only because we have one more loss because they have had an off week, uh, a bye week already. So they're 3-1, and one, we're 3-2. and two. We go to 4-2, and two. we lead in the division. You know, hopefully, well, yeah. Tampa Bay loses too. But what is the if if there is where is the uh, chink in armor for Washington? Washington, I just think they're young, uh, offensive with that quarterback. I mm-hmm. think you got to try to get after him. I think they may have just somebody's banged up for them as well. I got to look at my notes and see who that is. But just take care of business. If there's anything, make them make them one dimensional. Stop Brian Robinson Jr. Make them throw the football around. Hope you guys can intercept it, and you can make them pay for some mistakes. So do they have? So they just lost two safeties, by the way. Two they safeties, did. yes. Ooh. Jeremy Reeves, a starting safety, and Derek Forrest, a safety, both out after one fractured a shoulder, and the other one has a knee issue. It's going to be put on IR. They lost both those safeties on Sunday. So you're talking wow. about yes. You're wow. talking about receivers that can take advantage of it, tight ends that can take advantage of it, and a run game where if you get to the second level against young safeties, yeah. They just, sometimes they don't want any of that smoke coming at you when it's Bijan well, and And, and going, going back to this previous game against Texas, uh, against Houston, 
we saw a really good game from both Kyle Pitts and Drake London. So we saw their their names pop up, but like we'd like to see. So yeah. if we if there's two safeties that are, or if there's a safe two safeties out, or if there's a fresh leg young, safety, young bucks, yeah. then uh, that spells good things for big, tall first round <laughs> tight That's ends exactly and, and right. wide receivers like those two. If everything goes right, what wins us the game on Sunday? Well, I think we get back into it. I think the run game needs to start clicking. Yep. We average two point seven yards per carry against. Houston. Well, let me pause you over there to ask a question. Do you think that's just because everybody is keyed yes. in now more on B. John Robinson? They know what a weapon well, he is. they're keyed in on a run game, yeah. That's what I mean to say. And, 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 well, and Tyler Agil is a fantastic back, too. So that they are doing that, hey, we'll let Desmond Ritter, Ritter beat us through the air. Yeah. Is that the is that the why you think the run game has been? No question. Okay. No so question. back to it. What goes so right? It's reestablish a run game. Mm-hmm. Too many people in our backfield. Too many tackles for loss in our backfield. So get that going again. A couple of big plays here and there. And the run game will open up that passing game again. And now you see what you can do. Desmond Ritter, maybe be a little bit more open. I think we had 36 runs, 37 passes, very balanced. Uh, and you made some stuff happen. Let it rip. Give DJ, give um, Drake Lennon some more opportunities down the sideline. I really do think Kyle Pitts is hurt with that knee. Mm-hmm. So keep feeding him over the middle and let him kind of take it easy a little bit. But I, I just the more of what we just saw this weekend. All right, then let me ask you one final question. Brian Finneran. Would you put big money of your own on the Falcons to win on Sunday? What's kind of big money are you talking about? Like a hundred dollars? No. Would you put? Uh, I like us l- winning by a field goal. Yeah, All I right. do. I think All we right. got a little mojo going. You would put going. four figures or more on the Falcons to win. <laughs> That's exactly right. All right. <laughs> I think like the Braves got some mojo going last night and took care of business in an unbelievable yeah. comeback win, down four to nothing. I think the Falcons found a little mojo in the fourth quarter of that football yeah. game last week and carries over to this week. I think so, too. I hope you're right, man. I, if Desmond Ritter doesn't have confidence now, I don't think he ever will because, man, that was a fun game to watch. All right, Falcons fans, you've been listening to FinCast, courtesy of Scanna Energy, the official natural gas provider of your Atlanta Falcons. We will see you next week on FinCast. In the meantime, go Dirty Birds. Rise up. Thank you for tuning into FinCast, brought to you by Scanna Energy, the official natural gas partner of the Atlanta Falcons. FinCast is hosted by Brian Finneran, co-hosted and executive produced by Tyler Nelson. If you'd like to reach out to the show, email Tyler at tyler at 68ofthefan.com. FinCast is hosted by 68ofthefan on thepodcastpark.com and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Opening and closing music by Atlanta band Gringo Star and their song, I Will Not Follow. Thanks for tuning into FinCast. We'll see you next week. Appreciate you, dog. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. 
A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacey and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 